Yo, what is up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Big Four Podcast. My name is Luke Spring, and I am with the usual Brian, Nick, and Andrew. Also, we are now the home of uh, 2021 U.S. Open contestant Nicholas Paraga. Uh, so, yeah, how are you guys doing? <laughs> Qualifying um, contestant. I'm good, but I'm not in the U.S. Open. Well, just well, to put far it out away there. from that, and I haven't even. Come on, you're only two tournaments away. Yet. Two tournaments. And Masters cut away from some dough. Well, I mean, he's, he's gonna have to shoot like minus eight. He's never shot minus one. I've never shot on a car in my life. Minus um, eight. <laughs> probably. Crazy. I'll have to shoot to one forty-five. I'll probably have to shoot like minus two to move on. You can I'm, do that. Yeah, I'm seeing you a ninety-eight. I'm seeing a ninety-eight. <laughs> You got it. I'm gonna be prepared. Like I'm not gonna just just sit back and be a couch potato. You could until easily then. you could easily get a 17 on that 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 hole we were looking. Oh yeah, because there's no double max. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, no, there is. Got to play it out. No double max. No fluffing the ball up in the rough. None of that stuff. No mulligans. No mullies. No breakfast balls. No good. No good. None of that stuff. Anyways, good, good. 15 feet. Good. Good. Cool. Good. <laughs> oh come Any, on! Anyway, gotta, we I are your provisionals. We no, are hit your bounds no, and then drop but, there. But, you can drop but, there. Nope, but, can't do that. <laughs> we are your number two store for all things sports. If you know, you go go follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Big Four underscore Podcast. We have the Masters just wrapped up on Sunday. We will get to that. Um, Julian Edelman. There was some big news that happened today. <laughs> and there's nothing to cry about because he was just going to be a wasted wa- roster spot. But the Biggest thing, I mean, I, I guess it's the biggest thing is the Red Sox, who are coming off of two straight sweeps after getting swept by the Orioles. And I don't know how they got swept by the Orioles, especially after that. Um, I for, I forget who hit it. I think it was Franchi who hit it to second base in that like triple oh, error they, they play. I don't know how that team swept the ride socks, but they Their did. Pitching was good and Garrett Richards existed. We should have won. We should have won the Saturday game that series. Means was dirty. Richards existed. Means was dirty. Garrett Richards gave up 110 runs and we should have won against uh, Matt Harvey. Like, come on, guys. It's all right. It's all right. The dark night, bro. It's the dark it's night. It's in but the past. You told me, six if you straight. told me on opening day we'd be six and three through nine, I'd Sox be like, where do I sign? Where do I sign? Because yeah. I mean, six exactly. And three, I would have said, you know, we'll probably win four or five of the six against. Uh, against if you, Baltimore, if you said, most likely five, and then we'll maybe lose two of the three against Tampa, and I'll be like, oh, I'll take. There's it. no better yeah. way to go six and three than to lose three and then win six in a row. Oh, you forget about it. We're six and zero in the season. What are you talking about? That was spring training. Yeah. Spring training. Six and zero. I mean, if you, the, if you the told only me, undefeated team left in baseball if is you Boston Red Sox. If you told me, Nick. Sox are going six and three in the first nine. You pick which games they win. You pick which games they lose. I'm picking a three game sweep to start the year and then six game winning streak. That's what I'm doing. There's no better way to start a season zero and three and then six and zero. That's there's yeah, no better, there's no better I way thought, to go a nine games a nine game go six and three over nine games and win the last six three last six games. I, like there's just I walked around being like, oh, the Sox are sneaky good. They're the chance for the playoffs. Don't count them out. We look they like start a bunch of clowns swept by, swept by, by the Baltimore. Orioles. And I'm wearing my Red Sox hat, and I'm like, oh my god! Like this bad. And and now today, clown nose forming on your nose right now. I'm walking around today, just like strutting like McGregor, like, oh yeah. Like (laughs) as Garrett Richards gives up a six spot 
in the third inning or the second inning, a, a giant red clown nose is growing. I was sitting there just like, nose. oh my god! I giant was like, oh my god! Balls all right. Away. I look. Like, Garrett I'm, I'm, Richard shaved the stash. He's all. Be, he'll be all right. He threw two meatballs and then he settled down. He looked okay. Yeah. Speaking of shaving the stash, how about Michael Greller? <laughs> Okay, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking I was, about. I was pissed <laughs> off about that. Um, but yeah, they looked really good, especially JD Martinez, who's probably the hottest oh hitter in baseball right now. Martinez. Um, they're him or Doll. I am still a little concerned. The disrespect about their... to JD guy. I said he's Don't, don't I'm be still... throwing out Buxton. Like four ninety with five Buxtons, either or. Um, I'm still JD's a little 50 with five homers. I'm still a little concerned about their pitching. Evaldi has been great. And Cern? he, yes, yes, yes. I'm still a little bit concerned. They have a Evaldi, stack ERA of three, two. Third lowest, yeah, yeah, I know. No, I know. Bullpen ERA is in the, in the league. And that bar just struck bull- out like. They have the lowest the bullpen. bullpen. No, 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 no. It's not just because of Taylor and like Austin Bryce. Anyways, Ottavino has been not great. Taylor has been. He's been awful. Taylor's terrible. Ottavino was good, and then he had a he stayed in there. Uh, Captain Phillips Bar- extended the game by a half an hour yesterday. Or yeah, so yeah, two bad. days yesterday. Like, dude, <laughs> come on. Does. Yeah, Captain Phillips did not need. Matty Barnes to- is a. Whoops. Um, but yeah, Captain Phillips did not need to. Uh, extend the game that much. I accidentally pressed pause, but it's okay. Um, I don't know. I just Evaldi's been throwing great. We're editing for Brian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice. He um Evaldi's been great. I don't realistically see him keeping a one five ERA for the entire season. Um, he'll probably but he doesn't have, have to. I he feel like he, a runs a spot, he doesn't have to put up a one. No, I know, but they're not gonna like they they let up nine to the Orioles yesterday. They're not gonna score fourteen oh, a game. Like, okay, teams. but they're also gonna they got, not let up nine every single game. They got I don't know the five games the, prior. We didn't give up more than five. Let's be real here. They got yeah. nine, times, four, three, two, five, two, and then eleven. Thank you, um, Mr. Richards. Um, but yeah, let's look at the history of blowouts and big run games, there are very little times, there are some, but very little times where a team scores an uncontrollable amount of runs and doesn't give up a good chunk too because they get complacent. Like I always see that. It's like if someone puts up 15 runs, the other team's like a guaranteed like six or seven spot. Just like at we the also end, tossed- not caring, just, you know, just kind of we free-winging threw- it players making maybe stupid knucklehead plays on the field because they're up by a million. And I see that a lot. So I'm not discrediting the Orioles. They did put up a fair share of runs, but I mean, it was complacent. You know, the Red Sox were up by a bunch, then back-to-back three-run shots or three-run shots to the Orioles very close in uh, time-wise. Like, very good. That's six runs right there. Back in the game a little bit. Red Sox score a couple more times, and then the Orioles score a couple times in the nine just for kicks. Like, it's more like the runs – but like no one cares, and no and people yeah. people don't forget those runs. Like yeah, the highlights. Veto was kept. If you watch quick pitch, they don't continue the highlights into the ninth thing where the Orioles put up extra runs. Like they don't do that. They stop once the Red Sox have fully blown them out, and then all the other runs are relevant. Like yeah. that's how. It's because you focus on outs, and then you let those runs score. Exactly. Veto was yeah. kept out exactly. there a little bit too long. That's how. Yeah, they I think so too. That's just you could have come out. That happens in MLB. It's it's a win's a win. 
Pavetta could have came out like a batter two earlier. He was at mm-hmm. 90 pitches. He had an out or two in the yeah. fifth inning. Had a good start. Should have been taken out. Or sixth There's inning. Some- um, they, they kind of stop thinking. We, we, we threw Mister Mister Sidearm Frisbee eighty-two mile per hour down the middle. Austin Bryce out there, like some Bryce. Talking about sidearm Frisbee, how about that dude Valdez on the Orioles? An eighty-five mile an hour fastball. Oh, he throws. He throws cheese. <laughs> how how in <laughs> how in God how in God's green earth Close did he have his posted zero zero ERA heading into the the like how the Red Sox not put up runs here? This he was in the game. He pitched twice, two innings against Boston. We had first and second. He walked series. them. Cordero swung at two balls. It should have been basically yeah, Red Sox. You know, Vasquez stung one to left, and then we throws meatballs. Fan. The four of us have pl- batted against pitchers our age yep. that throw harder than him. He throws a seventy mile an hour changeup and a fastball eighty five. It's a meatball, and then finally. Marwin gets a hard hit, and then it's just batting practice. And then and then Devers absolutely rips a base hit into right. And then just like that, in a pass ball, I don't even know how they didn't score more. I mean, they should be tattooing that guy. It's, it's mean, just good to know that. We, how is uh, he a closer? Closers are supposed to come in the game, intimidate opponents, and throw 100 miles an hour. That's what a closer does. Put Paul, Paul Fry out there? Like, what guy on Baltimore you want to put out there? I don't know. I'll just take Baltimore's hardest throwing reliever and put him as a closer because he's anything better, anything better than 85 down the pipe. I think his <laughs> fastball looks like a changeup. His fastball is, is nine miles an hour slower than Jacob deGrom's slider. Let that sink in. His fastball... Right. Is it just it just I mean right now yeah. yeah they're playing well right now they are playing really well right now their offense is playing well well right now their pitching is decent right now I will come Pretty back good. to you guys I will come back to you guys on Thursday with my full analysis hopefully um, again, it's super out uh, well hopefully but <laughs> again it's super early but we have to remember they are playing they've played now three series, two of them against a, um, I don't even want to call them a baseball team because they're not. There's a bunch of guys with sticks who swing them in the Orioles. Um, and then the the race who everyone thinks are good for some reason, but they're not like, I, I don't know why people thought they had the Rays uh, like in the he ALCS and sometimes in the, the next hobby bias. And everyone's he's, like, he, he's good, but awesome. what the heck? He's good, but like everything else, like th- there's, I don't know. They they had a good year last year, and they kind of wrecked their chance of winning a World Series. So I th- I don't the think they're as good. No hit at the moment. Um, I'm I'm excited for this Minnesota series. If they can win this Hopefully. Minnesota series, and their pitching can perform well against a really good uh, Twins team, then I'll come back on Thursday and say, okay, the pitching is pretty good. As of right now, yeah, it's it's okay, but it's still. I want to see like Evaldi face uh, a good hitting lineup. I want to see Erod do a little bit better against other teams, especially better hitting lineups. Like I want to see these guys go against competent baseball teams before I can make a definitive decision. So I'll come back to you guys on Thursday with my decision on whether I like the Red Sox right now. Their offense is great. I mean, if you're hitting, if you're scoring 14 runs on any team, that's that's good. Again, offense though, I right will there. slightly back to the offense, Luke. That's where. The um, good, the competent team pitcher, if you will, would actually come into play there because the Red Sox they did struggle against the two. They've played two different teams, Baltimore and Tampa, and they've struggled against both of those teams' aces completely and utterly struggled against both. Which they have now, in the past. They always they do touch in the past. glass now. And oh my God, could they even put wood 
unmeans. Like it, it was the it was it was impossible to get it was it was a it was a big His ask. Was it disgusting. was a big ask to get a foul ball out of him. Like it was that was <laughs> that was a big ask. So I mean I, I totally get where you're coming from, Luke. Um, pitching against better lineups, you you see um, often more often than not you see. Um, mid till below average pitchers pitch well against good teams than you do good hitters hit well off of uh good pitchers if you know what i'm saying so red Sox, a good hitting team were for if they're gonna face glass now i would rather have perez pitch against the twins than the red Sox hit against glass now if you know if you get my drift so I, yeah. I i i think the hitting is a little bit more of a concern um when they face each, when they face the ace, good thing that each team only has you know one ace, unless you're the Dodgers and your whole freaking rotation is an ace. But generally in the American League, most teams pretty much have like one, maybe two very good pitchers. Um, so you only have to face them once or twice a series, which is which is a big relief. So and especially in the American League East, too, not many guys have aces in the American League East. The American League East sucks right they now. Have, they only have sucks. one. Yeah. So the Yankees are again. Yankees the Red Sox good. need to be able to jump on guys like. Uh, uh, like Kluber, Montgomery, and like Matt Harvey, and you know, um, I don't know, Michael Walker, Bieber like when they face the Cleveland, guys, like Jay Happ of a twin. Oh, like oh, you're, guys, never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. The guys that are over, yeah, yeah, starting pitchers for their teams, the Red Sox need to jump on those and then just tip your cap when you get stuck with Garrett Cole, Glasnow, and Bieber. As like goes when they get the aces, you kind of got to tip your cap and say, you know what, if we don't hit you, we yeah. don't hit you. We just get in our pitching to hold up. Yeah, I mean yeah. they've they've played um, well so far. I guess both sides of the spectrum. We need to see and wait until they play competent baseball teams. But even against bad teams, it's nice. It's nice to know that they're actually beating the bad teams. I feel like that has been a common trend with the Red Sox. That they um, actually, I feel like it's a common trend with all Boston sports. But the Red Sox, I feel like, especially last year in 2019, didn't do a good job of beating the bad teams. And so far this year, it, they are. Um, they're beating the bad teams and, and winning those games that they should. And hopefully they can get a few here and there against some of the better teams in the AL and the NL. So, I mean, we'll see. This Minnesota uh, series will be very telling. And again, it's super early, so it's not going to be super telling because we don't know what the heck they're going to look like in a month from now. But I'm excited for this twin series to see what they can do against a good baseball team. That's all I'm going to say. Um, we move on to the masters and Hideki Matsui won it all. He, uh, right, please. He had, he had a nice curve. He had a nice curve going, um, right. One time, you know, he went all nine, Uh, didn't have a no hitter, but he, you know, he held the lead a a lot. Um, his fastball had a lot of, uh, a good, good spin rate on it. What? Hideki Matsui was a catcher. Yeah, oh, he, he was. was not a he was not a pitcher. Why did I think he was a pitcher? I don't know. Wait, was he even Yankees? ever on the Red Sox? I don't think he was ever no, on the Red Sox. He was he Yankees. was only on the Yankees, I think. Oh. Are you thinking of Hideki Okajima? Oh, I'm thinking of Okajima, yeah, that's right. I'm thinking of Hideki Okajima. <laughs> Never mind. Um or was it red or pink? It was it was orange. It was like orange. Orange? So yeah, Okajima, he didn't have a red glove, it was like, like an orange. Glove. I thought yeah. Okajima had, had like a had like an orange. It was like yeah. orange. They Did all I have thought. those like yeah. really Tazawa orange. Did too, right? Tazawa, Koji, even Salamore had it. Yeah. Oh, I guess it's a little more red. I don't know. He yeah, he I remember being red. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Um, 
Wrong sport. Talk about the Masters and Hideki right, Matsuyama. Hideki Matsuyama. Say his name right. Matsuyama. <laughs> what? Matsuyama. Hideki Matsui of the New York Yankees. Hideki Matsuyama Ooh, wow. won the Masters at a final score of 10 under par. Nick, and that's what you're going to shoot to get into the U.S. Open, bud. Pretty outlasted uh, opponents like Wilsal Torres, the rookies, Andrew Shoffley, and Jordan Spieth. I'm very disappointed in Xander Shoffley. How, um, how about, though, two of the most iconic Masters moments I've ever seen? His caddy bowing at the flag, yep. uh, bowing at the course. That was that's iconic. That was awesome. Yeah, that was sick. And then the picture of doing him at a karate with the Masters yeah. coat slung over a terminal seat. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> like, there's not, there's no like case or a uh, little uh, bag, a bag, like zip a, bag a zip for the coat like, to protect know. it. Like, there's none of there that. Spieth had that. Reed had. He that. doesn't have like a giant security security team. He didn't even get he's a free, like, flying private. Like, he, he won the Masters. You think you'd be able to get a private? You won the Masters. You're the 25th ranked golfer in the world before he won. He was 25th. Now he's top 10. And you don't have a security crew or a private jet or nope. Just yeah, not going to lie. I watched the final hole, and after he won, it kind of looked like he was just like, Okay. Yeah. He Thanks. had no never, reaction. Never, yeah. I'm surprised when he when he like put his hands up when it was like yeah he was like really happy when he won <laughs> when he put the coat on I was like what? I was like well, who is this guy but like he's always been like super relaxed and Man. calm his whole I can't I don't yeah. I can't tell if he ever gets <laughs> yeah it's just so funny though seeing his seeing his green jacket just on a on a chair in the airport trying to get his connecting flight back to Japan. <laughs> it's like he it's like he like spills water on the floor and he like cleans it up with a green in Chicago. <laughs> That's so went funny. Atlanta to Chicago to Tokyo. <laughs> I could have so imagined funny. like spilling water on the floor and then cleaning up with a green jacket. Like just like Does he even <laughs> speak English? Uh, no. no. Hardly. No. no. He said he like thank you, thank you. Yeah, he needed thank a, a translator you. for his Potter? <laughs> For his um, I, his last. I liked his translator. His translator Chicken. looked like a like a cool guy. Yeah. Chicken. Sour. Sour. Uh yeah. Um, anything yes. else you need to Xander talk about? Okay. Coffee choked jerk. and Spieth should have won. All Spieth. time jerk. Yeah. This was the one of the worst master tournaments I've ever seen. It was so boring. You had to lead the whole time in the final round. I was like. Can someone make a run? And then he finally puts it in the drink on 15. Shelby, it's a great bunker shot. It's a two-shot game. And then Xander Shaw. And then Xander Shaw. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I Didn't think he put wind, in the water, I think too? the wind got a hold How of it. How in yep. God's name no. do you put That's it in the funny. water on 16? I think the wind got a hold of it. No. That's you're, supposed to, you're, hit, you're supposed to hit it above the hole so it can trickle down. You That's a hole where the water's there just for show. Like, yeah, you are not supposed to be like anywhere close that, to it. Unless you're Rory last year in November when he put his ball almost on the other side of the hill. It was it's not like the 17th at Sawgrass. Like the water's not there to be a, a penalty. There, if you if you if you land it on the green at Augusta, it's going to stay on the green. It's not going to fall front off yeah. into the water. It's not going to do that. No soap's no. going to bring that to the no. water. If you land on the green, it's on the green. Yeah. And he landed it in the water. Yeah, it took one hop. Like, uh, like right in front of the green, straight into the water. That was seriously? a terrible shot. That is you, you ugh, that's so two, bad. Bottom line, you know Hideki's going to play it play it conservatively. Worst case, you just aim center of the green. If you pull it and you catch the slope, it's a perfect shot. If you push it, you'll have the same putt as Hideki, and you could probably maintain. It's 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 a difficult two putt, but let's just say two putts because Hideki three putt. Then it's a one stroke game. 
going into 17 and 18. Oh, and now I'm intrigued. Now I'm intrigued. <laughs> but no, he splashed it. And he ran and, and then he, then he, and then he cooked his nine iron. He goes really short, green. drops, has a wedge in, and then flies the green. Like, you were off by 20 yards both ways, buddy. Yeah, like, it that was terrible. What? <laughs> then he, yeah, was he terrible. proceeds the triple. I got gusted, man. I got gusted. I got he gusted. got gusted, I got gusted both gusted. times. <laughs> opposite In opposite direction. I didn't, okay. I didn't know. I didn't. I don't remember seeing the wind swirl on 16. Like, I don't. I don't remember that. No, nah, there's a tornado actually. Yeah. As he was hitting, there's a tornado, and then it left immediately after yeah. his shot. Like the tornado just sucked up his ball and flew it. I love the, the agility by the fans, though. We saw it all week, where you know Xander cooked his drop over the green, and that guy, that guy got out of the way of the ball. Pretty, pretty impressive. All week we saw guys diving out of the way, rolling off their chairs to not get hit by the ball. So can't affect it. Play it as it lies. Exactly. So that must be so weird going to the Masters, just setting up a picnic chair. <laughs> or like a beach chair, just like all like, right, watch some golf. Like, like, see the course. The people that like camp out in eighteen, like you, lamo, get up and walk the course. View the course. Seriously, people camping out at eighteen have been going for thirty years. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> how do you go for thirty years? You make money. They're vips. How much do you think? Though, how much <laughs> think tickets cost? Like secondary tickets. Too much. Seven thousand dollars. Probably more it's than like, my name. Probably four hundred bucks for a freaking Tuesday practice round. Yeah, probably. Dude, you have to like enter into a lottery to get it's an application process. Yeah, you have to apply to go to the Masters. Like, imagine having to fill up an app, fill out an application, and getting reviewed. Yeah, for your yeah. resume. It's like, it's like getting an to go email watch a for Tuesday like your seven oh five Sox game, and you have yeah. to apply. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's like applying to college. You you get the letter in the mail, just like I got it. They should it's do like, that. Like, <laughs> apply like if you're a true fan you can come to the, you can come to the red sox game if you're an actual red sox fan if you're a blue jays fan watching a red sox orioles game we don't want you we it's like how many well okay yeah no, whatever it's like how many uh community service hours have you had in the past six months okay you're in the masters what's your what's your gpa <laughs> what's your gpa uh, 302. Oh, I'm sorry. You can't come watch. Yeah, we don't want. Practice. We don't want. We don't want dummies at, at the Masters. You, you need a three seven or higher, please. You can't wa- come watch the Celtics shoot around pregame. I'm sorry. No GPA stupid people. Not, you also your need an GPA SAT three, over 1260. Please and thank you. Uh, <sighs> seriously. Anyways, <laughs> anything else you guys want to talk about with the Masters? Uh, Congrats, dude. PGA in five weeks. PGA in five weeks. Why didn't Michael Greller shave? Oh my God, brutal! You need brutal. You need to get like he would. Ha- you have to get like permission from Jordan Spieth to shave. Yeah. If you're Michael did, did you watch? Did you watch Jordan's post round interview? I don't someone know. Asked but... him, someone asked him. So, uh, what do you think about uh, Greller shaving? He's like, well, I saw him in the morning. I was like, whoa. <laughs> he said. He said he told him he looked younger when. Or Greller said to Spieth, "I look younger when I shave, so I felt like it." <laughs> All that camera time, he wanted to look younger. I mean, he looks creepy when he's when he shaves. He's like the only caddy I know. The only caddy yeah. I know. I love Mike. But like, it's like a guy. You, if he would, if you remove the beard, he's no longer Michael Greller. I don't know who that is. Put the no, beard on. Oh, I know that's Michael Greller. I can look at his face. No, Michael Greller. It's cat. like it's like beard. looking at. He's it's an like look Joe at Walmart looking for yeah, it's like, like shaving cream. It's or, like or looking shampoo. It's like it's like looking at a uh, picture of rookie year Stephen Adams. Like those guys are not the same people. Exactly. Exactly. 
Dude, rookie year, James Harden's creepy. Yeah, it is creepy without the beard. Uh, but is that it? No more masters. We can move on to. Oh, um, did anybody else see the um the funny thing with um what's his name Zal Torres? I think on his one of his wedges it says Gilmore? um Mister oh, oh, Gilmore, yeah. I'm your caddy. I'm your caddy. Yes. <laughs> it's so funny because he looks like Happy Gilmore. It's so funny. <laughs> At least he, it's funny that he know. It's more funny that he knows it. He looks like yeah. Happy. I find it more funny yeah, that he, that he, he embraced it in the PJ tour. <laughs> yeah, he came in second. Yeah, he's um, also a freaking rookie. He's a, he's a freaking rookie, and he's now 28th in the world. Like, how? He has no status on the tour. None. He has no, he can't earn, he cannot earn FedEx Cup points. He has you to know, win if, before so, his status. That's what it said. If I qualify for the Travelers and win, I would earn that same status. That's what that means. <laughs> as well as a 29th ranked player in the world. Yep. That's, that's the kind of status he has. That's ridiculous. And he can't, even if he wins, that status won't change until next year. So he, he cannot play participate in the FedEx Cup playoffs next year. But he's already he qualified get, for every major because he finished one up of the Masters. So he qualified for every major next year. So as long as he gets the dough. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, he made a million bucks. So that's really all I would say about. He's done now. I mean, he only, he for only, now. He only goes to Wake Forest because no one likes to swing. <laughs> Anyways. Every ball solid. Julian Edelman announced his retirement today and... <laughs> This was kind this of isn't like about the- this year. This is not about this year and how he would be just taking up a roster spot. It's about his entire career. That's why I'm sad. It's not because he's uh, gone and because, oh, Julian Edelman, he's going to be so good this year. It's because he had a great career. Um, well, yeah. I, I, I don't like- know if he's a Hall of Famer or not. That's not. really up for debate. It's going to be tough just because of his You know what this retirement is identical to is Pedroia's. This is identical. It's the same mm-hmm. thing, yeah. It's the exact yeah. same thing. Like, a player who was basically should have retired, like, a year or two ago and is on the fence of a Hall of Fame, but probably leaning towards not being in the Hall of Fame and had a good career, but it's For both short, time. scrappy guys. It's beers. time. It's yeah. just time. It's Here's time to my- call it quits. Here's my little deciding factor for, you know, Edelman not being in the Hall of Fame. Um, so I read you Wayne's not in the Hall of Fame. He should have been. He should be. But he's not. That's he's only got, you know, 14,345 receiving yards and over 1,000 receptions. Uh, Julian Edelman has 620 receptions and less than half of his re- – less than half of Reggie Wayne's receiving yards. Yeah. That's the only reason right there. Because if Reggie Wayne, if Reggie Wayne's in the Hall of Fame, he's the only person that I really have to compare. If Reggie Wayne's a Hall of Famer, and there are other guys that are Hall of Famers, and like if Anquan Bolden goes and trends into Hall of Fame, he's fourth in the all-time reception list. Right now he's right now he's like trending downwards in his Hall of Fame. You look up Anquan Bolden Hall of Fame, most people are saying he shouldn't be a Hall of Famer. You kind of get the idea that it's like you know, all right, well, Edelman's not better than Bolden. I would take Bolden over Edelman. I would take Reggie Wayne over Julian Edelman, right? Yeah. But, and they're not, they're not Hall of Famers. Anquan Bolden's not eligible yet, but he's not trending well. But Reggie Wayne is for, been eligible for like three years, and he hasn't been. 14,000 receiving yards, 82 touchdowns, you know, 1,000 receiving, 1,000 receptions. And one guy that I really compare Edelman to, different sports, Andre Iguodala. And I want to get. And I want to want to know what you guys think about this. Just I want Iguodala. Iguodala is not the stat the stat guy. He doesn't fill the stat sheet. He never does. He was in the be- the beginning of it. His what? career. He, he was. was. But he was. But at the beginning of his career, and Elements has some good stat years. But Iguodala has really become the guy that just does the scrappy things. 
the team and leader, like Edelman, somehow won guy. an MVP in the in the finals. Yep, came, came through in the playoffs. Even Edelman, though Curry, even though Curry should have won that, but they're the same. They're similar players, and if I think I, I mean personally, I think the Hall of Fame should be really prestigious. So guys like Iguodala and Edelman shouldn't even sniff it. I think no. the Hall of Fame should be extremely prestigious, but it, it kind of really isn't, especially like in the NBA. The NBA Hall of Fame is really soft. The NBA Hall of Fame is a joke. But it's basketball s- Hall of Fame, actually. It doesn't we, matter. It's a basketball joke. Basketball Hall of Fame. If we start seeing more players getting inducted into the Hall of Fame that are really stat sheet fillers, right, and we start seeing more of those guys because people are embracing their impact on their team, they're embracing their impact on a fan base, on a franchise, um, off off the field impact in stats that the in in categories in which stats don't specify or cover, then we can make a case for Edelman. But until we see these kind of um, these um, guys that don't fill up the stat sheet, until we see those people start making Hall of Fame, uh, start you know making runs at Hall of Fame inductions. I can't say Edelman's going to be going to be a Hall of Famer. He's a guarantee. He's a Patriot Hall of Famer. Not even a question there. Oh yeah, for sure. But he's not. I don't think he's NFL. As long as yeah. Reggie Wayne stays out, I don't think Edelman yeah. will get in. It hurts me to say it, but I don't think he will. Yeah, there's no way he showed off of his playoff numbers, but probably. his regular season numbers just aren't good enough. No. And he was he was basically a punt returner for the first four years of his career. Like he wasn't an actual wide receiver for the yeah, first really four years. Yeah. I mean, in 2010 and 2011, those two seasons, um, he had 86 yards and 34 yards receiving. <laughs> yeah, so in those so, two years, so so like he's uh, really only yeah. been a receiver for like seven, six or seven years. So. Yeah, basically since like. 2013 well, yeah. was, that was his first a thousand yard year and then he was mm-hmm. pretty 13, consistent he burst on in 13 he came out of nowhere in 13 yeah he was the guy yeah 14 was it was close with nine seven that was the year that welker you know took a hike yeah because Denver. because there were uh butterfingers that had his picture on them in new england butterfingers uh yeah, so Edelman's gone. It's nice to reflect on his career, but you know, it was 100% time for him to leave, unfortunately. Yeah. And I can definitely see him coming back as some sort of coach type thing. Like he's definitely not done with football. Um, he's just done playing for his career. Wait, I, I think I, I feel like I've looked it up before. In order to be Hall of Fame eligible, you have to have at least one Pro Bowl. He and does he Edel, Edelman does not have a Pro Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Oof. The, Anyways, the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame posted on their Instagram. Edelman's eligible for the Hall of Fame starting in 2026. What? <sighs> he's eligible. He's not gonna get in. He's not gonna get in. Uh, yeah. That's just it. Um, is that it, Andrew? Do you have a stat that you would like to share? Or yeah, I'll, I'll do a stat. Uh, Brian, we can't see your phone. Oh yeah, 2026. Love to see it. Um, so this is also based off of Julian Edelman. Um, so last year, Julian Edelman, six games played last year. Nikhil Harry played 14 games. So he played eight more games than Julian Edelman. He played that many games. Yeah. Uh, Julian Edelman had 315 yards uh, Nikhil Harry in his 14 games, 309. Wow. So well, Julian that's Edelman also in eight less games Cam had more receiving. Ren- 
it also helped <laughs> yeah. him, but also helped. Well, it also helped that Edelman had his karate, yeah, his career high, <laughs> yeah, his career high in his last season. Yeah, it was sad that his career high was with effing Cam Newton. At <laughs> I know that's dude. That's when we were so high on Cam Newton. We were just like, this team's going to the Super Bowl. That was a great loss. Never said that before. And then, uh, okay, Mac Jones is safe. City Denver. Or Justin Fields. Justin Fields yeah, is the savior. Ex- exciting uh, three weeks from Thursday. Really? I'm excited. I'm excited. I think Bill learned his lesson. Two, uh, weeks from th- two weeks from Thursday. Two weeks from Thursday. Really? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Well, that will be something interesting to look out for. Uh, that's Jimmy it. Final G. thoughts? Go Pats. Jimmy G from Nick. Go Pats. We're getting Jimmy G. Go Sharks. Go Sharks. Go play Go some after baseball tomorrow. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Uh, that's it. Thank you guys for listening. Go follow us and Twitter at the Big Four underscore Podcast. We'll see you Thursday. Peace. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Gonna be a hell of a story.